Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. A lot of people at New City Church are experiencing a little bit of a slump, a little bit of a motivational decrease. Maybe it's a little harder to sign on for the next Zoom call, a little bit more difficult to log off of all of your like streaming channel situations, which just grow by the day, by the way, a little bit harder to get out of the bed, a little bit harder to check in with your uh, small group or with the people at New City Church, a little bit harder to eat the right foods, a little bit harder to use that prayer station that we made in the sermon series previous to this, a little bit harder to live your life. Some of you are in a little bit of a COVID slump right now. And, you know, whenever I feel that kind of heavy blanket feeling of like, man, I just want this to be over or I want my situation to change or I want this to be different, I'm reminded by texts like these that the very hunger that is inside of me is a hunger for the reality that God is bringing into the world. It's a hunger for God's spirit to transform our world to live a little bit more like the kingdom of God, the new city of God. It's a hunger for the righteousness, for the faithfulness, for the wholeness of God to be part of our world. And so every time I feel that, it's not just like an uh, inconvenient emotion that I have to deal with or suppress to get over to uh, finish my next spreadsheet. It's actually an invitation to prayer. That is the invitation. That is the longing that is pointing up to God, trying to say, God, I'm longing for you. God, I'm looking for a new world. God, I want the way that things are to be different. Will you help me, God? And I know that some of you will say, no, Tyler, it's not that I have hunger for God's kingdom. It's that I wish our economy were different and we could relate to each other differently and I wasn't working like this all the time. I wish that I could live in a safe world where people like me could step out on the street. I wish that I could be back in relationship. And I'm like, okay, personally, that's like an awfully long way to say the kingdom of God. (laughs) You know, like a transformed world economy of how we relate to each other, health, joy, peace, relatedness, like, I guess the shorthand that I use for that is the kingdom of God. And as a Christian, I believe that following the ways of Jesus will result in that, not from our effort, but because of God's great graciousness. And I know that there are people who are on the stream who are like, I don't know about this Jesus thing. I don't know about this kingdom of God thing. Like, I'm here because... I like New City's branding, <laughs> but I, I, I'm still not quite sure if I can totally get on board with this Kingdom of God talk. And that's great. I'm so glad that you are here. I, it takes a lot of bravery to tune into a virtual church gathering like this uh, To when you have all of those questions. And we hope that this can be a place where you continue to express questions and, and be in conversation with people. And that's awesome. Uh, New City Church, for, if in case that you are someone who's new to this, was named after the text that we heard. And our vision statement 
is to live into this vision of this new city where all tribes are welcomed in, where there's no more violence, and where the whole earth is renewed. Hopefully, if you have been around New City for a while, that is at least a little familiar. And when we talk about that middle piece, about there being no more violence, a world in which all the tears are dried from our eyes, we necessarily have to talk about the reality of police brutality because that is the world that we're living in. We are in Minneapolis in 2020, folks, and everyone is talking about how can we transform our city into a place where the tears of the family, of all of the people slain by police, can be dried by God. And I believe that God is a faithful God, and by leaning into our spiritual practices, prayer, discernment, worship, talking with community, we will be able to discover something that we otherwise wouldn't. And so, New City Church is announcing our new sermon series, Did Jesus Police? This is, <laughs> you know how like sometimes when you are out in the world, the question that you're asking determines the answer. Like, if you are asking the question, are there violent people in the world? Or are there people that I'm scared of in the world? That will result in a certain answer, right? In a certain picture of the world. But when we start asking the question of, did Jesus police? It starts to frame things a little bit differently. Because as Christians, it is our job to follow Jesus, to follow the ways of Jesus. And by practicing spiritual practices, to become more and more like Jesus in the world. And if Jesus didn't police, then that might mean that policing is a seasonal strategy for a certain part of time, for a certain part of civilization, for the era. And, and maybe God is calling us into new strategies, new methods as we're moving towards the kingdom of God, as we're trying to build this new city. Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of heaven, everything else will be added to you. And this is relevant for the conversation of policing, because if we seek first a renewed world where there is justice and repair and wholeness and uh, all of God's creation can be renewed, if that becomes our goal, then we be, stop being attached to all of these methods that make the world where it is right now and start to imagine the world that God wants to create. And so, whether you agree with the idea of defunding the police or not, I do believe that the pursuit of following Jesus necessarily requires that we at least ask the question among our community how Jesus handles uh, uh, a society, how, how Jesus handles, I was going to say crime, but again, the language frames the situation, right? Um, uh, we're going to hear from Dana in a little bit, but I kind of like the frame more of like, how does Jesus respond to people whose needs aren't being met? This is a very important theme that we'll touch back in a, in a little bit. And I'm going to make two commitments to you in this sermon series. The first is that we will not be naive 
about our analysis of defunding the police. We are well aware of violence in our streets. Like a lot of uh, the folks who attend New City Church have experienced an uptick of violence, gun violence especially, in our streets. We are fully aware that just like holding hands and singing songs isn't going to solve all of the problems, even though it might solve more problems than we think. That's, a, that's beside the point. New City Church in itself has experienced what has happened when people who are um, in a violent state are engaging in community. So uh, we go in knowing that we need solutions that are as robust as the, one, the ones that we have right now. We're just saying that it needs to be as robust as the ones we have right now, but it needs to actually serve like all the people living in the community instead of uh, disproportionately just serving white people, right? Because, you know, I'm reading counter arguments to police abolition and defunding the police as well as arguments in support of defunding the police for the researching these the sermon series. And one of the things that the folks in opposition to defunding the police brings up that I actually really agree with is that um, what we don't want is for there to be no policing, which will inevitably, in, with, with no community planning or no infrastructure building or no community organizing. Because if that happens, then the people who are wealthy and living in wealthy neighborhoods will uh, uh, hire privatized security, and this is already happening to a great extent, but will hire privatized security that will then have a profit motive to continue to uh, criminalize people, because if they weren't criminalizing people, why would you keep hiring them? And then that feeds into the private prison system which has a profit motive in people being imprisoned. And so like, we know that that isn't a reality that we wanna live in. And we also know that we don't want vigilantism. We don't want uh, exactly what the gun lobbyists are, are depicting where every person needs to have a gun because every person needs to take the execution of the law into their own hands. And by extension, every person is uh, beholden to the worst judgment of whoever has a gun in the room. That's not what we want either. So, so we do believe that there needs to be some type of like rigorous, robust, well thought out, community organized, centering marginalized voices plan for how we're going to proceed. We just know that the thing that claims to be working right now is continuing to fail people and continuing especially to fill black and brown people in our communities. So uh, we are insistent in moving towards new solutions, and we are insistent that that comes at a, in, in a way that allows for there to be more safety, more community wholeness, and more peace. The second promise that I wanna make you in this series is that this sermon series will be faith-based because we are a church. I am trained as a pastor. We are talking to other people of faith, right? <laughs> like, um, we are approaching this in particular as people of faith because we believe that the spiritual practice 
is an essential component to the transformation of our society. We believe in inward transformation that flows into outward transformation. So yes, we will be reviewing um, different strategies and tactics. We'll be interviewing members of the community, not only of the New City community, but of Minneapolis, of people who do these types of interventions that could perhaps replace police. But we're doing it because we believe that the spirit is not done with us yet, <laughs> that the spirit welcomes us as we are, but loves us too much to leave us as we are, and that, that through the invitation of the spirit, we might pursue individual wholeness as we're creating a whole society. And, and if that isn't attended to, we set up our system for failure, because even the wokest among us has wounds that need to be healed before we can create the systems that reflect wholeness. And so we'll continue to pray and worship. We'll continue to center scripture and bring perspectives of how faith matters in all of this. Truly faith matters in all of this. And, and that, will, um, that will multiply and catalyze these conversations about prison reform and uh, about policing reform rather than detract or seem disparate from. So this will continue to be a faith space that, as I said before, welcomes people who don't necessarily identify as Christian. I mentioned that we'll be interviewing some people uh, for sermons, which by the way, if you want to interview for this sermon, either to conduct the interview or to be interviewed because you uh, have experiences encountering the police or you have a story to share or you have some knowledge around police reform, we would love to interview you. Um, so for our first interview, uh, I'm going to wrap up this sermon and then we're just going to hear a little bit from Dana Neuhauser, woo -woo, the Minister of Public Witness at New City Church just talking a little bit about uh, her experience. And so first let's listen to, um, listen in really close about um, how Dana, through organizing several years ago, uh, was among many of the people who laid seeds of thoughts that led up to this, this moment. So let's hear about Dana's participation in the Poor People's Campaign. Um, it was two years ago I worked as an organizer for the Minnesota um, Poor People's Campaign, mm. and um, we kind of took on a variety of um, justice uh, issues over the course of six weeks or so, um, mm. and had direct action um, each of those six weeks. And the final action that we planned and um, did was the target was um, Mayor Fry's office um, around the police uh, budget. So, so that was you know probably it was June of two thousand eighteen. Right. So just to like track where we are right now, Dan was talking about being a person of faith who is creating witness among elected officials out in the public square showing that the gospel matters even to decision makers especially to decision makers and through the imagination of art 
and powerful word and very strategic strategy, uh, strategic action, they were able to apply pressure and put seeds down that eventually were able to bear fruit this year, right? Uh, Dana was doing actions around this before it was cool. <laughs> so uh, so I, I'm really grateful for that. And uh, next up, I want to hear a little bit about what Dana says about um, the uh, how this connects to New City's mission. One of the things that really um, sticks with me, especially being involved in um, New City, mm-hmm. it's like if you think about New City's vision, mm-hmm. um, where all tribes are welcomed in, there's no more violence, and the whole earth is renewed, that is the vision of the city without police, right? right. Where yep. everyone is welcomed and valued, mm-hmm. um, where there is no more violence, either in the community or against the community. Yeah. Um, and um, and that, you know, resources can be used in ways that lead to wholeness and wellness um, rather than um, punishment and, and death. Mm-hmm. Um, literally and figuratively, right? Like it, um, the spirit cannot um, thrive in an environment where um, fear for life comes every time you walk out the door or not walk out the door, right? I mean, in the case of Brianna Taylor. Um, so what does it look like to actually um, dream um, in really big ways of meeting the community's needs and so it's dreaming right it's like something really big picture and like um beyond our current reality but it's also like no really there are some like um evidence-based responses Mm -hmm. that that produce safer outcomes right so how do we lean into that also with the creativity that it can be something beyond piecemeal yeah it can be something um that we do differently not by like making adjustments here and there Mm -hmm. but by um actually um addressing the root causes of of violence and crime and um and the harm that happens within community um, mm-hmm. and eradicate the mechanisms that harm can happen against the community by the people being paid for by the right. city. Something that came up uh, with Tori's interview of Dana, which by the way, I maybe could have introduced that. Tori was the one who conducted the interview. So grateful for you, Tori, a director of community formation. Um, Dana brings up a really, really interesting observation from the perspective of a pastor, where she talks about um, there are kind of two mindsets in parenting. So one of them is to be uh, the mindset of, I need to punish what is wrong. That's a punitive mindset. I need to punish what is wrong, which means that as a parent, you're looking for the mistakes of your child to punish them. And another mindset Uh, which I know has helped many parents even in our community, is the mindset of what is the unmet need? And trusting that if someone is acting out, there is an unmet need that they are acting out to bring attention to. So let's hear about Dana's experience as a mom 
especially as a mom who has a child who's on the autism spectrum. Particularly as a parent of a kid on the autism spectrum, yeah. I was like, these meltdowns are making me like unable to parent like effectively. Right. Like, but then it was like, oh wait, <laughs> what's actually um, happening and what is the unmet need? And that shifted yes. my entire way of viewing what was going on and like the lead up to to behavior that was you know disruptive or mm -hmm. harmful or what whatever. And so just asking myself that question mm. reframed how I um, mm -hmm. approach um, that compassion and accountability, right? Like right. you, you, you still can't beat your sister. Right. <laughs> but like, how can I hold you accountable mm -hmm. in a way that is communicating how much I love you and resourcing you with skills to self-monitor ahead of time to change behavior in the moment to like mm -hmm. see how to you know redirect if you are grateful for dana's witness can you just put a little like clap in the comments i love that dana so good um we'll hear from dana more uh, over the course of the sermon series but i just want to conclude saying like, I know that a lot of you are in a slump right now. I know that life is hard. And sometimes just getting out of bed is the victory of the day. And I, I, I need you to get in touch with the dissatisfaction and the hunger. Because that is the hunger that will direct you towards the kingdom of God. It is, it is through the, the cracks and the broken spots that we will be able to witness to and start imagining wholeness. That's how God works. And so I need you to transform your day-to-day um, um, -day dissatisfaction. Instead of letting that fester, let it turn into a new city, whether that's in Minneapolis or if you're watching from outside of Minneapolis, you are not off the hook. Your city needs transformation too. Because New City Church, and I believe the Holy Spirit, is calling on us to transform our slump into a city. We gotta transform our slump into a new city where there is justice and wholeness. And right now, folks, the iron is hot. We got to start talking about this stuff and imagining this because there are doors that are open that have been closed for the previous 400 years. So let's get to it. Let's start praying, fasting maybe, talking to people at church, worshiping hard to ask God to put in us the imagination such that we can imagine a society where unmet needs are addressed and not just punishment for people. I believe that Jesus is not done with our society and is not abandoning us even as things are getting tough. And I believe that through practice, we can discover to trust, we can discover that and trust it a little bit more every day. If you are someone who is ready to turn their slump into a city, would you please pray with me? God, Take all that I am, take all of who I am, God, and use it, transform it, apply it toward the healing of our city. 
Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us, would you type Amen in the comments?